You know, if I had the lower body strength, really all over body strength, to do what the girls in P-Valley do, y'all couldn't tell me nothing. I, that's all, you know, I just want to, God knew what he was doing when he didn't give me the strength of 10,000 sons. You know, he knew exactly what he was doing because I wouldn't know how to act. Like, have you seen the way they do what they do on that pole in P-Valley? Like, and if you haven't seen P-Valley yet, that's cool. But I know you saw Hustlers. With J-Lo, that movie that came out. Listen, J-Lo was 50 swinging around that. I aspire. That, that That's all I'm saying is I aspire. You know what I'm saying? You are now listening to the chat podcast. I'm your host, Chanel Janae. Y'all, let me tell you something. Uh, well, first things first, this episode is not sponsored by Stars. It's not sponsored by P-Valley. But a lot of the conversation today, as you will hear later, will be revolved around P-Valley. Um, but I just wanted to let y'all know that I really just, like, y'all would know a different side of me if I had the strength that strippers had in their legs and, like, their upper body and their arms and stuff. Like, I wouldn't even, the Chanel, as you know it, would no longer exist like she would cease to exist and I would be like a different version I'm not sure whether that version would be like cool or not <laughs> or you know I, I don't know what kind of version I would be but just know if I had what they had it would be a different story that's all I'm saying um but let me get off my soapbox let me go ahead and get into our first segment of the day and it's who said that for those of you who are listening for the first time who said that encompasses various quotes from people that I admire that I feel need to um need to be expounded upon or that I just really resonated with and I hope that you guys can resonate with them too so for today's who said that it comes from bell hooks who says no black woman writer in this culture can write too much Indeed, no woman writer can write too much. No woman has ever written enough. Again, that came from Bell Hooked. And one of the things I really love about this quote is the fact that it's 1,000 trillion percent true. Um, I think as a Black woman writer myself, I think now we finally come to a point in society where the stories that Black women writers come up with are getting an equal playing field. Again, I mentioned P-Valley earlier. That's the brainchild of Katori Hall, another Black woman. Um, as you all probably know, Insecure, the brainchild of Issa Rae, Issa Rae, excuse me, started off with Awkward Black Girl. like, And it's like one of the best shows on HBO right now. A another good show, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Wow, I can't talk today. Lovecraft Country, Misha Green, like a black woman. The, I don't know, you know, at what point the tide turned, but I'm very, very happy that black women, and you know what? I'm not even done with my examples. Candyman, it's being directed by Nia DaCosta, another black woman. Like, the magic is everywhere. The black girl magic is everywhere. Like it's sprinkled, it's sprinkled throughout everything. Um, but again, I'm not really sure when the tie turned exactly to where 
more people in Hollywood had more of an open ear to hear the stories that were coming out uh, from the mouths of Black women, that were coming out from the mouths of women in general. Um, But I'm glad they did. You know what I'm saying? We have such a diverse and um, very nuanced way of thinking and a very nuanced and diverse history and past and culture and experiences. And I think when you allow people who have those backgrounds and those experiences to write about them and to showcase them and to amplify what they've seen and gone through, it not only makes for great TV and movies, that's just, you know, a part of the blessing, but it makes other people feel seen and it makes other people appreciate their stories too. You know what I'm saying? Like if it wasn't for Issa Rae being bold in her awkward black girlness, other awkward black girls wouldn't feel seen. They wouldn't feel like, wait, I can find love. Wait, you know, I can go out here and be myself and have a group of girlfriends that respect me and love me. And I don't have to change in order to receive that. You know what I'm saying? So I think, again, TV, um, highly acclaimed TV and movies aside, I think the representation and the warmthness, that warm feeling that that comes when we see ourselves portrayed on screen, I think that's probably the biggest gift of all and the biggest reason why we as Black creatives need to continue to push to have our voices heard. We have to keep writing. We have to keep pushing. We have to keep, you know, kick, making those Kickstarters. Shout out to Matthew Cherry, making those Kickstarters for our projects. You know, we have to keep filming and writing and reaching out to people. We have to keep collaborating. We have to do whatever it is because Black people cannot write enough. You know what I'm saying? There's no such thing as too much writing for a Black person. There's no mu- no such thing as too many stories from, you know, our culture. That doesn't exist. We have a myriad of stories that still haven't been told yet. So I think it's of the utmost importance that we keep going. Despite everything, we have to keep going. Because someone is depending on us. Someone is definitely depending on us. So yeah, Bell Hooks, you said that. And I I really hope that 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 resonates with you because it definitely struck a chord in my brain and in my heart. Now, moving on to who got snubbed. Again, if you're just now tuning in, who got snubbed is where I highlight things, people, places, or objects that I think didn't get the recognition they deserve. And today's who got snubbed is gonna go to my girl, Megan the Stallion. Let me tell you something. Politics aside, Megan the Stallion is a beautiful girl. Megan the Stallion is a talented rapper. Megan the Stallion is she seems like she's a very fun, fun girl. Um, she seems like she has a very sweet spirit, here for a good time, not a long time. Just, you know, real down to earth girl. Um, but let me tell you the reason why I chose Megan the Stallion for the Who Got Snub today. I was re- recently watching the VMAs, you know, MTV's Video and Music Awards, 
And they had Megan Thee Stallion as a nominee for Song of the Year. Alongside Billie Eilish, Doja Cat, Lady Gaga, Pulse Malone, and Roddy Rich. Now listen, I know it's like September 2020, but this entire summer, I couldn't go anywhere without hearing Savage by Megan Thee Stallion. I couldn't get on Instagram. I couldn't get on Twitter. I couldn't get on Facebook. I was never on TikTok, so I didn't have to worry about that. But guess what? TikTok found its way to Instagram and Facebook, so there was no escape. Um, There was no corner I could turn where Savage did not meet me. And so when I heard the nominees for Song of the Year on the VMAs, I said, Psh, of course, Megan has it. There were the dances, the challenge, the savage challenges. Like, I was like, duh, this is Megan's Megan's award. Like, no doubt about it. Um, but then, much to my dismay, but not surprise, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande won for Rain on Me. And if we're gonna keep it a buck, if we're gonna keep it all the way real, you guys, I have never heard that song. Not this summer. Not this month, not last week. I have never heard this song, period. When did this song even come out? And this is not, I'm not trying to shade Lady Gaga or Ariana Grande or anything, but I'm I'm legit confused because Savage was everywhere. I, I don't even remember that. The song is called Rain On Me. I don't remember any rain falling anywhere, let alone on me. So, so I'm, I'm just, I'm very, like I said, I was very disappointed. I was very, um, I wasn't surprised because it's the VMAs. Um, there's a different set of expectations that comes from the VMAs. But to say that this was, like, deserving, I, I don't know, Chief. I, I I just don't know. Like I said, Megan Thee Stallion's song was everywhere. It was everywhere. But lo and behold, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande got the award anyway for song of the year. Again, when did this song come out? I would really like to know. If anybody knows when this song came out, please hit me up. Let me know because I would really love to listen and figure out what the allure is. Now, Let's not get it twisted. I am very much an Ariana Grande fan. I do enjoy her music. I don't just say, oh, let me listen to some Ariana Grande, but I really do. I I like the girl's music. I I like her sound. I like her voice. I I love her ponytail even more. Uh, But yeah, Megan, girl, I don't know what they was doing over at them VMAs, but you really should have got that award. Sorry. I... (laughs) I can't even say sorry because they, they're the ones who should be apologizing, you know. But on behalf of MTV, on behalf of the VMAs, I'm going to go ahead and say sorry, Megan. You didn't deserve that. I know if Kiki, like Kiki Palmer probably would have gave it to you too, you know, but she had a job to do. So, sorry, Megan. I, I hate it for you. You really do hate to see it. Alrighty, guys, it's time for arguably my favorite segment. It's the reason why we're here. 
And the reason why we're here today is because we have a very special guest, former NFL All-Pro running back, founder of CastStar. He's an actor who you may have seen on Being Mary Jane, Luke Cage, Tales, and now P-Valley on Stars. Thomas Q. Jones, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. That's amazing to hear. Um, Thomas, we recently just had, you know, a revelation where I found out, you know, you're based out here in Florida and L.A., but here in Florida. And to be quite honest, the whole Florida man, Florida woman thing really just grinds my <laughs> gears. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, it is. I've been I've been down here actually in uh this area, Miami area, um, for what, 16 years, since 2004. And, um, yeah, I had to get used to it. You know, it's funny because I'm from Virginia, and I went to college in Virginia, University of Virginia, so I was there the majority of my life until I was drafted in 2000. Um, but, you know, when I moved down here to Florida, I had to get used to uh, Googling Florida, man, Florida woman, and seeing all the crazy stuff that would come up. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I guess you have to take the good with the bad. You know, it's beautiful weather, the ocean. Uh, it's nice and peaceful out here. But, you know, um, things can be crazy out here too at the same time. So I guess you have to deal with the bad. You're definitely right about that. And it is a bit of a um, bonus, I guess, because the weather is always nice. Um, here where I'm at, where I'm at in the Orlando, Florida area, we are about maybe an hour, an hour 15 away from the beach. So that's definitely been helpful, um, especially during this time with the quarantine. I haven't really been getting out much, um, but I did take a little detour to Daytona Beach not too long ago, a couple weekends ago, just to kind of, you know, clear my mind, clear my head, get a change of scenery to kind of just, I guess, really cope with everything that's been going on. So I'm curious for you, how have you been coping during this time? What have you been picking up? Any new hobbies or skills you've been picking up? Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, I, I've literally been probably more busy than I have been, um, you know, without this, this whole crazy pandemic going on. Um, you know, usually I'm in L.A. and Hollywood moving around, and, you know, taking meetings and, and um, you know, uh, auditioning and, you know, it's a, you know, it's just a consistent uh, grind. But because I'm so isolated here at home, you know, I mean, my, my Zoom call game is like on a thousand. <laughs> I mean, you know, every every you know hour after the Zoom call, and, and um, you know, oddly enough, I'm still getting a lot done. You know, I actually uh, sold a show, uh, a TV show. Um, I can't give specifics, but you know, it's a TV show that I'm executive producing uh, with my producer. And uh, I'm also uh, serving as a showrunner on it. Um, uh, I have a couple of projects that are in the works um, that I think could be really, really dope. Um, I have a feature film that I'm uh, in the process of raising funding for that I'm going to star in it. Um, and my mobile app that I have, uh, Castar, which is a... Uh, mobile platform for, for uh, talent, uh, diverse talent to network and, and um, submitted jobs. So uh, there's a lot of things getting done. Obviously, you know, it's, it's crazy. You know, people get it's, it's, it's still a little bit jarring at the same time. Um, you know, I'm trying to make the most of, of the time. And um, I think things have, have been 
been going pretty well considering. I love that. So you basically just been staying booked and busy during this entire time. I'm not mad at it. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to, you know, I feel like uh, if I'm going to be home eating everything in the, in the refrigerator, I'm going <laughs> to work at the same time. So. <laughs> right, right. And I love the fact that you're still like exuding your creativity with, you know, the new show that you said you'll be executive producing and show running on. And the fact that you sold a show like, you I I found I find it really interesting for the black creatives during this time who are still able to just constantly do creative output because for me personally you know I have days where I'm feeling super creative and today is one of those days um but then I have other days Thomas where I'm just like you know what I'm over it don't really ask me to expend any any creative energy I don't have it um how are you able to like consistently channel your creativity like that? I think uh, since I retired from the NFL in 2012 um, and I didn't have anything that I, that I had a passion for as much as I had for football, um, once I found acting and producing to be my next thing that I love and my next dream, uh, it just automatically, the, the, the you know, my creative juices just started flowing and they haven't stopped. Um, this is what I love to do. I love acting. I love creating. I love evolving as, a, as an actor. I love evolving as a producer. Um, my my te- technology startup company keeps me very busy because we're constantly keeping up with the trends and, and updating it and, and um, you, know, you know, going after users and growth and revenue. So um, my, you know, I've, I've created opportunities around myself and my team that continuously keep me creative um which is you know the best thing that you can be because it helps you continue to grow as a person and definitely has, has done for me it's put me in this creative space that i've kind of always wanted to be in but with football it's very hard because football is football is very one-dimensional mm-hmm. kind of world you know it's it's uh you know it's it's complex but it's a, it's simple you know it comes down to running tackling catching you know throwing um so you and you have to play within this world of, of 100 yards long, 50 yards wide, um, and then there's specific rules. Where uh, as a producer and, and as an actor and as a creator, when it comes to your technology, uh, the sky's the limit. You know, um, and that's something I was never playing football. So I'm just excited to be able to freely be able to move um, with my creativity. I love that. I love, and I think that's kind of one of the things that the quarantine, I feel, maybe has taught all of us is to really take in, into consideration that level of freedom that we have at this time. You know, people are working from home. People don't have to, you know, get up and automatically get into that grind of like, you know, get to work, do my work, bear in the traffic. Like, it's a different it's a different level of freedom, so to speak, even with all the, you know, turmoil and everything not really going the right way. There's still a level of freedom that I don't think any of us really expected um, when the pandemic first hit. And so to hear you say that you've, you know, really been delving into that creative freedom and just allowing yourself to explore the different ways that it can express itself. It's, it's really phenomenal to be quite honest. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. I, I think it's about what you do with the time. And, and uh, 
much about perspective and love. Um, I want to know for you, have you have you tried anything new during this pandemic? Have you discovered some new talents or some new skills that you previously didn't know before all this started happening? Uh, I've actually started to um, practice some uh, different accents. Has been your favorite thus far? do like the, uh, the the actions on Pete Valley and my my character on Pete Valley name is probably the most country uh, <laughs> out of everyone so you know even, yeah the creator of the show Katori Hall she created these incredible characters they're real characters and so uh, when you hear the dialect when you hear the accents it, it makes you uh, that much more confident to commit um, to the slang and, and, and the dialect and, and that's that, that makes it fun to play these type of characters. Mm-hmm. Isn't he your character? Isn't he from Mississippi? Yeah, from Mississippi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to think I I have this train of thought, and it's really because you know just because of history. I used to think that really not a lot of good came out of like Mississippi and Alabama, just for history's sake, right? I was just, except for the people. I think the people are some of the most interesting characters, really that that you'll ever meet. I'm I have roots in Arkansas and Louisiana, so anywhere along that whole little strip, I think the people are just, just again interesting characters in in good ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it. I mean, those parts of the country are, you know. Uh, Definitely interesting. I have roots in um, in Birmingham, Alabama. Every summer when I was a kid, we'd go to Birmingham um, and spend a couple of weeks down there with my our extended family. And so, um, you know, those areas are you know some of the most authentic places in America with some rich history. Um, and uh, you know, the beautiful thing about Pea Valley is that those stories are being told now from those areas. Uh, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of culture there. Um, and sometimes we only see it in a one-dimensional space, right? And Katori created a show um, about these characters that shows who they are as human beings, shows their intellect. Um, you know, it, I mean, it's, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of groundbreaking, um, you know, things about this show that I think people appreciate, which is why the ratings are so high, which is why people are kind of raving over it. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I have a group of girlfriends that are always like, have you seen P-Valley? Did you watch P-Valley yet? Okay, well, what did you think about this part? What did you think about that part? Who is this guy? Like, when when you showed up, I promise you, there were like several tweets like, wait a minute, this guy looks familiar. Do you know him? And I'm like, no, I don't. I mean, like, I know him, but I don't know him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the same on my Twitter feed. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about acting is, is you know um you can pop up in different projects as a different character with a different look a different accent um you know it's it's, a, it's really cool to see how people respond where some people try to remember where they saw you from and then other people remember immediately where they saw you from um but you know that's um uh, it's great for me because it's showing you know my my growth as an actor um, you know, I've, I've really been acting full time for a little over five years, so so not too long in uh, comparison to some other actors. But you know, I, I pride myself on my work ethic and networking, and and um, and being able to you know stay on top of you know the pulse of Hollywood and, and what's going on, and, and kind of put myself in a position 
um, to be a player in those spaces and, and people respond to it. So it's been a lot of fun. This show is definitely one of the best shows I've ever been on. Definitely one of the most fun shows and one of the most fun characters I've had to play. I think the general consensus of viewers would probably agree with you. Um, like you said, it's stories that we have never seen before and not told in this way, right? I think maybe previous attempts at trying to tell the stories that come out of that region have, you know, fallen to one side or the other. But this is definitely, P-Valley is definitely a show with a very unique perspective and one that really reels everybody in. And I love the fact that you brought up um, Katori Hall, who is phenomenal um her the way that she just allowed herself to explore this storyline to explore this whole concept of p-valley i think is innovative in the sense that you know again it is new it is fresh it's not something you see every day and i feel like for creatives and specifically black creatives in this space it's very important for us to continue to push the envelope in a sense and to sort of find that needle in the haystack when it comes to different creative expressions. Um, so I'm very curious for you, um, for the Black creatives out here who, you know, maybe are having a hard time creating right now, what advice would you give to them for someone who may feel like, you know, I'm not really in my zone like I should, or maybe on the flip side, they are in their zone, but they just want to keep that momentum up. What advice would you give to them? Uh, I mean, th listen, you can never lose by continuing to be creative. And, and speaking of Katori, I know she had this project for a long time. Started off as a play, P-Valley, um, and, and she developed the characters. And, and, you know, I think it was 10 or so years later now, it's a hit TV show. Um, use use these people like Katori Hall as examples of, of, um, of how, you know, your idea can become a hit and your dream can come true. That's what I would suggest. Um, you know, obviously it's a process and, you know, it's a tough business, but, um, you know, everyone has a story. Everyone has a history. Everyone has a past. Everyone, no one just jumped into Hollywood. Uh, well, not everyone just jumped into Hollywood and became a, a success. You know, they say it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. You know, it might not take 10 years, you know, but you have to put the work in. You have to stay creative because you never know when your opportunity is going to come. Um, when I moved to L.A. Uh, in, in 2000. 15 uh, to pursue acting full time. I had no idea what was going to happen. You know, I was booked for being Mary Jane. Uh, it hadn't even come out yet um, on BET, but I knew I needed to get in some acting classes and I knew I need to understand the business. Um, I didn't have many opportunities lined up, but I knew if I'm ready, then, you know, I can't blame myself if it doesn't happen. And so, uh, you know, I think there's just a lot of accountability that creators have to take upon themselves to make sure that they're prepared for the opportunity, which should motivate you to stay creative and, um, and, and stay networking, which is, you know, a part of my mobile app, Castar, uh, which is, is a mobile platform for talent, uh, diverse talent to network women, people of color, LGBTQ plus community for them to network with each other and connect the dots. Um, because networking is a, so is an essential part of success in Hollywood. Um, and now, you know, you have access to people literally right on your phone. Uh, you don't even have to be in Hollywood, you know, or, or Atlanta to, to become a success in, in this industry. You know what I mean? But yeah, stay more, stay motivated to create because you never know when your chance is going to, is going to come up and you have to be ready. 
I love that. I think that's amazing. That's definitely some advice I feel like I needed to hear at this point. Um, but it's definitely, I feel like everybody else should be able to grab a hold of that and run with it really. Um, and the last thing I want to know from you is for the black creatives out here who are kind of in that zone, they have the momentum, they're, you know, motivated, they're, they know their time is coming, but you know, maybe it hasn't quite popped yet. Um, I know sometimes they kind of get into a vein and I've gotten into the vein where you start to question yourself, like, you know, is this even important? Is this project even important? Is it really going to happen? You know, when is my time going to happen? Um, so I want to know what you would say to those Black creatives who, you know, are kind of confused as to how their work can really push the culture forward and even push themselves forward. Um, well, I mean, if you look at, you know, Black creatives right now, I mean, there's so much content coming out from us, incredible content. Um, diverse content so showing the different sides of, of our culture. Black people are, to me, the most colorful people on the planet. Um, you know, number one, we come in all the different, you know, complexions and shades of melanin, um, different energies. Uh, you know, because of our history, uh, we're forced, you know, more than any other culture to have to adapt to other cultures. And usually what we do is when we adapt those cultures, we enhance those cultures, um, you know, in some way. And so I think what you're seeing on TV is is uh, um, all of that being shown in different ways, whether it be um, you know, uh, whether it's dealing with people. Um, I mean, there's there's just a wide variety of black content. So what I would tell those creators, if you create a story that's important to you, trust me, it's important to somebody else. And now. Um, more than ever, you have the opportunity for your story to be heard. Um, you also have so many different distribution opportunities and outlets, uh, as well as having you know social media and the internet um, to have your content shown to the world. Um, you have to take advantage of it. You know, um, don't wait. You know, don't don't wait for someone to give you an opportunity. Take advantage of it. You have you know the internet at, at, uh, at your you know at your disposal. You have uh, platforms like Castar, my mobile platform, you know, to use to network with talent and, and uh, like-minded creatives, um, so you can run ideas by each other and, and you know, and potentially network and connect. Um, you have so many opportunities out here to push your own content and make it, you know, make it be heard, make it be seen. I did a film um, with uh, Matthew Cherry, uh, who won the Oscar last year. For, yeah, hair love. Uh, yeah, hair love, and and so I've known Matt for about five met Matt about five years ago, and um, I was in a film that he that he did called Nine Rides, and he shot the whole film on on iPhones, mm -hmm. on an iPhone, and so you know the film was in South uh, Southwest, you know I was at the film festival, it was an American Black Film Festival, I was there with him supporting it, uh, and, it's just, and it was ended up getting distributed, and this was before he shot Hair Love and won an Oscar. Mm -hmm. um, this is a guy, you know, he played he played in the NFL as well. For, for a few years and uh, when he moved to Hollywood he was a PA that's how he started um, so that's why I said I think a lot of the creatives should really take full advantage of the, the distribution opportunities they have in front of them and also study some of their favorite creatives and their stories and their backstory and where they started and where they ended up because that's inspiration you know I have a show uh, called The Cast Star Couch is my show. 
a combo. My my uh, app is called Castar, C A S T A R, and we have a, a digital show where we interview talent um, in Hollywood and we hear their story. And and uh, we have some really interesting talent on there. We had Kalila Joy on there, um, who had an incredible guest star role on on uh, Grey's Anatomy last year that was really acclaimed. Uh, Matthew Cherry is on there. Uh, Larry Sims, he's the hairstylist for Gabrielle Union. Um, uh, Zendaya, Tracy Ellis Ross, Mary J. Blige. Uh, it's on our YouTube channel. So you can go to our Cast Our YouTube channel and you can see some of those interviews. And that's the, the thing. It's where, how did you get to where you are? Where did you start? Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of creatives, they think that people just automatically, you know, made it. And that's, that's not reality, you know, but it's inspiring to hear how people actually, you know, took the bull by the horns and said, you know what, I'm going to make this happen on my own. And I want to create my own opportunities. And, and they did it. So I think that's important for creators to take advantage of the opportunities that they have. Definitely, for sure. Thomas, before you go, plug any projects that you haven't listed already um, and anything <laughs> that we can expect from you. Um, what should we be looking forward to? Um, well, obviously, P Valley. Uh, this episode this week could be a great episode Sunday, uh, episode six. Um, I have um, a film called Diary um, that'll be out uh, August 25th on VOD uh, and on demand um, that I'm one of the stars of. Um, I said my, my, I guess my app, Castar, C-A-S-T-A-R, it's the premier, um, the premier platform for diverse talent to network uh, women, people of color, LGBTQ plus community. Um, and I have a couple of projects, you know, as I mentioned that I can't really give them any details on, but you know, maybe once, uh, once those shows come out, we can get back on and we can have a follow-up. Definitely. For sure. I look forward to that. Thomas Q. Jones, everybody. Well, that's that on that for episode two. If you want to keep up with Thomas, make sure to follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Thomas Q. Jones. And definitely be sure to tune in to the season finale of P-Valley, only on Stars this Sunday. And as always, you can keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at The Chat Podcast. That's at The Chat, P-D-C-A-S-T. Episode 3 will be dropping soon. Chat with you later.